Om Jnanatimirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Shri Chaitanya Manobhichtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathangritam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sabadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakanvitamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nevishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatanine Mancha Kalpaturyascha Kripa Sindhubya Evacha Patitanam Bhavanevyo Vaishnavevyo Namo Nama E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamani Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so again, welcome back everyone to Saturday Sangha. After two weeks, last week, <clears throat> uh, we had, instead of Saturday Sangha, we had the memorial for Venkatabhatta, uh, who very suddenly left us just some weeks ago. 
Um, we had a nice memorial. Some of you attended. Thank you for, for taking part in that. And uh, thank you for coming back to the Saturday Sangha. We will have our basically usual routine. I guess I should change the light a bit here. Um, oops. Okay, a little more light. <coughs> And first, we will begin with some singing of Shilavaktinodakur song, Bhajana Lalasa, song number three. We discussed last time there are 10 sorts of songs listed, uh, sorry, 10 sorts of prayer listed. And this is Lalasa longing, longing for, expressing longing for bhajana, for engaging in devotional service. So this is the mood, and this is, again, a kind of appendix, as far as I know, to the Sharanagati songbook. And this song has four verses. Translation we can start with. Enthusiasm in devotional service, faith in the process of devotional service, the treasure of patience in endeavoring to attain love of God, performing activities conducive to pure devotion, abandoning the company of worldly people, performing approved devotional practices. I have never possessed these six devotional qualities. How then shall I give up the association of Maya and worship your lotus feet, O Lord? That was verses one and two. Third verse, absorbed in abominable activities. I never kept company with sadhus. Now I adopt the garb, the clothing of the sadhus and instruct others. This is Maya's big joke. <laughs> And the fourth verse, O Lord Hari, in such a helpless condition, surely I will obtain your causeless mercy. Oh, when under the shelter of my spiritual master will I call out to you with humble prayers? Hmm. Okay.
Shiguru Ashraye Rakibo Tomada Kabena Minati Kori Ate Krishna Ate Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Hari Bo, Hari Bo, Gaur Hari Bo, Nitai Gaur, Hari Bo, Hari Bo, 
हरी है बज्जने उत्साह भक्ति ते विश्वास प्रेम लाभ है भक्ति अनुकूल कर्म प्रवर्तन असत संग विसर्जन सो भक्तिनोद ठाकुर इज लिस्टिंग the items favorable to devotional service uh, from Shila Rupa Goswami Zupadeshamrita enthusiasm utsaha bhajane in devotional practice bhakti te vishwasa faith in the process of devotion prema Labhe Dairya Dana, the treasure of patience, Dairya, Dairya Dana, Prema Labhe, in endeavoring to attain love of God. Then Bhakti Anukul, we know what that is, favorable activities, devotee. <coughs> activities favorable to devotional service and then karma pravartana um whereas it activities conducive hmm same thing okay bhakti anugul karma pravartana following engaging in pravartana karma activities which are bhakti anukul favorable to devotional service asatsanga visarjana visarjana means rejection and asatsanga bad association uh, visarjana this word is uh, related to sarjana sarjana is creation but it also it has a sense of um overflowing or even spilling over the creation is a kind of overflow of the lord's energy and then visarga is rejection removal bhakti sadachara uh hi guna chai is six and guna is qualities and a is this or these and of course sadachar is favorable or mm, good activities uh devotional practices um bhakti sadachar hi guna nahilo amar nat o nata o lord uh, amara mine nahilo have not been these six activities have not been mine 
And then he asked the question, Kamone Bojibo. How, Kamone Bojibo, will I worship Tomar Charana, your lotus feet? Chadya Mayar Sata. Uh, giving up Maya the association, the sata of maya, mayar of maya, the sata, the being with, chadya mayar sata. So the question, it's a rhetorical question, how, kamone, uh, how will I worship you, um, your lotus feet, how will I worship your lotus feet, and how, having given up chadya, uh, association of Maya. Garhite achare. Garhita. Hmm. Okay. It's translated as abominable activities. And my guess is it's um, derived from the word griha. So activities of the uh, of the household, literally. Rohi lam moji or mojia. <clears throat> Na korinu sarusanga rohi lama. Not sure. Um, <laughs> Okay, Sugopi is not with us today. She could tell us what is Rohilam. I think it's uh, keeping, retaining. Moji, being absorbed, maybe. Na korinu sadhu sangha. I never kept company with sadhus. Loje sadhu besha. Ane upadeshi, e bodo mayar ranga. So loye, taking on or ad- adopting, sadhu vesha, vesha means clothes, wearing the clothes of a sadhu. Ane upadeshi, I, I presented myself as a as an instructor, as a teacher of Upadesha. And Upadeshi is a instructor. A Boromaya Ranga. What a big uh, play, Ranga, of Maya. A big joke of Maya. Um, here, I'm suspecting that Srila Bhaktivinoda bit being autobiographical as I remember it's mentioned that uh, when he was in Jagannath Puri uh, he was he was there uh, as uh, doing his government work but he was also very much involved more and more in 
interactions with the Vaishnavas, and he was also he was also preaching. Um, but he was not yet initiated. And someone asked him why he's not wearing Vaishnav Tilak. He's preaching Bhagavatam, he's lecturing. So they asked why you're not wearing Vaishnav Tilak. And he said, because I'm not initiated yet. Which is interesting. For me, it's interesting uh, because ever since I can remember in our temples, um, pretty much as soon as anybody walks in the door, we give them tilak. <laughs> we initiate them <laughs> because it's actually part of the initiation process. Bhakti Anod Thakur explains in his uh, article, Pancha Samskara. It's one of the samskaras. Uh, the fourth verse, e hano dashai ahaituki kripa tomar paibo hari, O Lord Hari, in such a helpless condition, e hano. Hano means such, such a condition. Dasha is uh, platform, a position, a level, dashai, in, in this um, helpless condition, ahaitugi kripa, we know ahaitugi um, means having, having no cause from hetu, Causeless mercy, tomar paibo hari. I will obtain paibo is future tense, so it's expressing expectation. Oh hari, I will obtain your causeless mercy in this helpless condition. And translator Dasharat Sutta says, Surely I will obtain. Shri Guru Ashraye Dakibo Tomai Kobe Va Minati Kori Koriha. Okay. Um, Kabe is the, it's another rhetorical question. Oh, when under the shelter of my spiritual master, Shri Guru Ashraye, so that would be locative. Um, absolute or when when I'm in the shelter of Guru Dakibo I will call out Tomai to you Kabe Va Minati Kori Va usually means or and Minati I guess here means prayer Koriya doing prayer so, yeah, um, again, Bhaktivinodakur is taking, expressing his mood of humility and longing. Uh, his humility is also confessional. I've never done all these things which are part of bhajana, of practice, and I've never done them. So, 
So when am I going to start? And how will I start? Kamone Bajibo. And um, he says, I understand it's going to mean giving up Maya. Um, without association of sadhus, uh, this is not going to happen. And here's the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> He's saying, I haven't even started with, I've never actually done any devotional service at all. I haven't had association with devotees. Um, haven't given up Maya. But here I am dressing as a sadhu, and not only that, I'm preaching. <laughs> he may also be uh, making a jab at uh, so-called sadhus that he saw, that he experienced, just like our, our Srila Prabhupada uh, would remember his childhood when his father would invite sadhus to their home because it was the right thing to do. It was the sadhu thing to do. I mean, it was the grihasta thing to do, to invite sadhus. Um, but Srila Prabhupada, even as a young boy, could see that these uh, sadhus were more, more so-called sadhus than actual sadhus. They weren't he was not impressed. Uh, and because he was not impressed with the sadhus he had experienced as a child, he was very hesitant. He was resisting when his friend, uh, was, what's his name, Naresh or Narendra, uh, invited him to meet Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur for the first time. He, has a, he said, uh, I know these sadhus. I've, I, I, you know, don't waste my time. <laughs> but for very insistent. We can all thank his friend uh, for being so insistent. He said, no, no, this is, he's different. He's not like whoever you may have seen. He's, and then <clears throat> Prabhupada Abhay Charan at that time said, oh, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, let's go. But it was kind of like if I see within five minutes that he's just another of these bogus gurus, then I'm, I'm going to leave. And of course, uh, the rest is history. He saw that indeed he is, uh, as he said, he is a Vaikuntha man. Okay, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur Ki Jai. All right. Uh, so again, welcome to all of you who have just joined or joined since some time. And uh, what are we doing now? Is Dira Lalita here? Yes, you are here. 
Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for this uh, um, every Saturday talking about Bhakti and Alta Kaur's Bhajan. <laughs> I absolutely love the um, Sharanagati book. Um, yeah. So t t today we have uh, four devotees who would like to present their Vyasa Puja offerings. So the Vyasa Puja continues, huh? Yes, the celebration <laughs> continues of our Guru Maharaj, I mean yourself. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to read a little list. Uh, first is uh, Ganga Sagara, and then um, Brihaspati and uh, Bhakti and Mila, and then it's Audarya Chandrika. And I haven't been in touch with Daitiya Prabhu. I don't know if he would be able to present his Rasa today. He will. He's, he's nodding. He's, he's nodding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. So first is uh, Ganga Sagara, our god sister. You know, she's there. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not. No, she's not there. Maybe if she comes uh, later, we'll check. And uh, then uh -huh. the second is uh, our Brihas uh, Party, Prabhu, and Emila, uh, Bhakti Mila. So, yes, please unmute, unmute yourselves. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept our humble obeisances. All glories to you. All glories to your service to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and all the Vaishnavas. On this on and on and ongoing your Vyasa Puja day. <laughs> <laughs> the, maybe we can get a world record for the longest. <laughs> Yeah, we have to keep note of when we finish. Maybe it will go on for the next year so we can just continue praising ay, you. Ay, 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 ay. Okay. Every week. Uh, just shortly, I would like to thank you very much for engaging me in whatever service I have so far received from you. I'm very happy that I could be of some minor use for you and for the service that you provide us in helping Srila Prabhupada's mission. And as you know, the services I do so far is doing whatever I can to be some kind of a husband and take care of Emilia and our house here. And I also for some time have been taking care of your some of your websites so for the for your canalvalpay.com i'm very happy that i could prepare the website and for the bhakti uh Shumat bhagavatam project i'm very happy that i can maintain the website for you and i'm also very grateful for the possibility to do some polish practicing with you which gives me a lot of daily inspiration and rhythm and and 
like keeps me on non-stop meditating what can we do for the next sometime we'll be spending on polish class <laughs> i thank you very much and i'm also hoping that in any other way i'll be able to serve i am here and like this shortly from me thank you very much and i would like to share her offering also thank you I'm writing person, so I'm going to read. Dear Maharaj, please accept my obeisances. All glories to your beloved Srila Prabhupada, all glories to you and your wonderful service for him. I want to thank you from the depth of my heart for all the mercy that you so generously showered on me and my husband this year. Having the experience of 2019, when we had some opportunity to be in your association in Sadubavan, I was really hoping that this year we will be able to come for longer. And indeed, due to this new world situation, we had this opportunity to the degree that I couldn't imagine before. This time spent in your association showed me again how incredibly powerful is the process of devotional service and how soothing amazement how my heart was changing. Some doubts were disappearing, some anartas were becoming more visible, so much joy appeared, but also some struggles, effort and pain, efforts and pain of committed mistakes. I pray to Krishna so I can keep this consciousness of serving you in whatever circumstances I am, no matter how physically far you are. But for now I know that I am very greedy for your association and I am grateful for every opportunity you are giving me to be in your presence and also for being so tolerant with me. I cherish many memories from the time we were with you in Sadubavan, small moments, in which we could appreciate your amazing qualities. It is also my prayer so that Krishna, from whom remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness come, will allow me to keep these memories in my heart. While being in your presence, I understood a bit more Arjuna's questions, question from second chapter of Bhagavad Gita 254. What is the disposition of one who is situated in divine consciousness? How does an enlightened person talk? How does he sit? How does he walk? It was always a bit funny question for me. How does he talk? I could understand. But sit or walk? What could be so special about this? But by being in your presence, I could experience that every small gesture of such devotee is not mundane, but indeed very special. And there is always this desire to just watch you, listen to you, and just be in your presence forever. I am very grateful for every service that you gave us and for all the lessons that came through my attempts to perform them. What was also most, most important for me this year was finally starting to read Srimad Bhagavatam every day. I am sure that it was your mercy that I tried over a year ago, and from that time, it nourishes my heart in a way I have never experienced before. 
Srimad Bhagavatam became for me one of the most accessible form of being in Krishna's presence, and it gave me so much happiness, solace, joy, understanding. I would really like to offer you something that would match all these gifts I received from you, but I know it is impossible, not only because you gave me so many and so wonderful gifts, but also because I see how empty is my heart. There is mostly this greediness for your presence, your mercy, devotees association, and so on. All these things are so pleasing for me, but what I could do to please you? In fact, I feel that I am actually just discovering this basic concept for myself, to do every small service with intention to please Guru and Krishna, instead of trying to be happy and satisfied myself. I forget about it so many times during the day, and it, that is also my work now to connect more with this intention in my heart. I was thinking what I could offer you while being away, and I got back to the lecture you gave on Srimad Bhagavatam last year when we were celebrating your Vyasa Puja. You chose the verse where Krishna is expressing how pleased he is with the friendly dealings of the Prachetas. It was such a beautiful lecture, and I remember that I took this as a hint for this next year to try to concentrate more on my dealings with others for your pleasure. I know that throughout this year, my endeavors weren't so focused. I made many mistakes in this area too, but I also understood that this is not a task to accomplish in one year. So this year, I would like to try more. And for a good start, I was thinking of offering, offering you my endeavors for being a better daughter, sister, and aunt during this Christmas time, which happened to be this year at the same time as your Vyasa Puja. It was always an effort for me to spend this time with my family. So I thought that if this year it is not possible for us to be, to be somewhere closer to you for your Vyasa Puja, I would use that opportunity to try to offer you my efforts in this area. And I know I was trying to do this before so many times, but so somehow or other, my consciousness was never so sharp and I never felt it was a good offering. So I thought maybe this time it will be better. I will write this offering to you as a Sankalpa and I will share it with you Maharaj and the devotees. And just one day before Christmas Eve, my mom called that my sister's family got sick and we probably won't meet. And first thing I felt was a relief. So there won't be so, so much hurry, packing, cooking, traveling, and so on. And me and, me and my husband could just spend this time of Gita Jayanti and your Vyasa Puja quietly at home. But after a while, I thought, but what will I offer to you, Maharaj? So I don't want to take so much time and go so much into details, but finally Krishna arranged it in a way that we had this opportunity to spend your Vesa Puja at home and then to spend some time with family. So it was, as you often say, Maharaj, a combination of both. And, it was, and I was so grateful to Krishna because I really needed to spend these days quietly to do some small service, chant with more focus and spend it with full attention with you and all of your wonderful disciples on Zoom. And I felt that, that by this arrangement, Krishna showed me that if I want to give something to others, I need to be nourished myself so I actually have something to give. 
It reminded me of His Holiness Sachinandana Swami Maharaja's article I was just recently rereading. Maharaj presented a metaphor of life as a tree where the roots are our individual spiritual nourishment, the trunk is supportive lifestyle, and the fruits are our services for others. And although I seemed to know how important it is to take care of these areas, now I understood more deeply how they are connected and that it is impossible for a tree with malnourished roots and a weak trunk to give nice fruits. I hope, Maharaj, that these are right conclusions and please correct me if it is the other way. Well, there is still so much to do for me to be a better daughter, sister, aunt, and wife, friend, devotee, disciple. But I hope that now I, now I understand more deeply what I should do to perform those, those services better. I need to take more care of my connection with Krishna, probably properly take care of the body and mind he has given me, and focus more on my intention to please him. And with this understanding, I would like to continue with my efforts so I can have a better, better offering for you next year, Maharaj. Now this is all that I have. And even though my mind has millions of reasons why not to share it, still I am trying to offer it to you, hoping that by this process someday, I will be able to please you. And this will be the most valuable fruit of my tree of life. <laughs> Thank you, both of you. Very nice. <laughs> uh, yes, it's uh, yes. You're you're making a kind of sankalpa, and uh, that's of course very good. Making sankalpa. So my best wishes for both of you, in any case. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Next is uh, our God sister, um, Audarya Chandrika. Um, Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, and Hare Krishna, our devotees. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, so, Guru Maharaj, before I will say a few words, I would like to share a response from one of supposed to be secret guests who unfortunately wasn't able to join us on your Vyasa Puja day. He sent a voice message and feeling of separation could have been heard in his words. Hmm. Maharaja is such a respected dear friend and such a wonderful combination of intelligence, personality, and Krishna conscious wideness. I feel very close, but what to do? What to do? What to do? From His Grace, Bodhijan Prabhu. Oh. <laughs> yes. That sounds just like him. <laughs> 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 what to do <laughs> what to do yes <laughs> um, so Guru Maharaj um, on this occasion of celebrating still your appearance in this world I offer my heartfelt and relevant obeisances at your lotus feet all glories to Srila Prabhupada 
In the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna lists humility as the first item of knowledge. And Srila Prabhupada says that without humility, we can't gain knowledge. Guru Maharaj, it is impressive to see how you have taken the words of Krishna and Srila Prabhupada to your heart and how you are making them come to life. Being a humble servant to your spiritual master is very core of your life. I would like to mention one instance when you lived most of your life as a brahmachari, but you also choose academic life in this role, just because Srila Prabhupada was concerned to reach so-called intelligent class with Krishna's message, and you did it. Among many books, one book you wrote in collaboration with Radhika Raman Prabhu on various aspects of the Srimad Bhagavatam reached university classrooms as an approved course literature. When you were accepted into academic circles, you accepted to take the order of sannyasa, thus showing that although being a part of academic world, you are still a humble servant of Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada asked his disciples many times if they read his books. In unstoppable enthusiasm and never give up on us, you continue with the same message. Let us read Srila Prabhupada's books. Some time ago, I heard a story about a grandfather reading Srimad Bhagavatam to his grandson. The grandson was mostly bored while listening and one day said that this reading is a waste of time. Grandpa looked at him and said, okay, then help me, then help me get water from the creek with the bucket. The grandson happily got up, took the bucket, which was black from the inside and happily hoped to the creek. He grabbed the water and hurried back. To his surprise, he noticed that the bucket was empty as it had holes in the bottom. Grandpa told him to take the water one more time and the same thing happened and another time and once more. The grandson said that that's stupid and waste of time, but grandpa told him to take a look in the bucket. The bucket was clean. It was no longer black. Before it was black because of the coal being carried in it. So the water cleared the bucket. There was no waste of time. The grandson was just looking at the wrong side. He looked to fetch water, but grandpa watched to clear the bucket. In the material world, we seek relief from the suffering and we look for so many material things, but the Shastras are purifying those material desires from our heart. Even if we don't see what Shastras are doing, they are purifying our hearts. Every time we read Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Nectar of Devotion, etc., even if we don't see, the Shastras are purifying the heart. The point of the story gave me the realization that this is the essence that is present in reading. Shastra, give us, Shastra gives not only understanding, but also purifies our heart. It made me think about that when you told us to read Srimad Bhagavatam, 
to write something about what has touched us and to send it to you. I always felt that I'm not the person who can write and this is not for me, but it is not about me. It is about your expression of love that you have got from Shlea Prabhupada and that love can bring us closer to the divine couple. When you was visiting us in Damodar Desh, at one of the lectures, you ask why the Bhagavad Gita is called as it is, and explained that Shlea Prabhupada wanted to present the Bhagavad Gita, which is the conversation between Krishna and Arjuna in the way that Arjuna understood and felt it. And that is why it is called as it is. I was fascinated with the answer. It brought me even closer to Shlea Prabhupada and increased my desire to read Bhagavad Gita. Dear Guru Maharaj, only with your blessings, everything is possible. I feel unfortunate because in my case, it takes so much time, but at the same time, so fortunate as I have you as my spiritual master. So many years, you patiently guided me to take the books and to start to read as a beautiful way to become humble and of some use in the mission of Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much, Guru Maharaj. Today, I'm happy to inform you that after completing the first round of Bhagavad Gita studies, chapter by chapter for 20 weeks and with completely new participants, we started the second round. I pray for your health, successful projects, and to never give up on me. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you. Very nice. <clears throat> Second round of Bhagavad Gita course. That means uh, 20 more weeks. Is that the idea? Yes. With the new participants, yes. Uh-huh. 20 weeks for 18 chapters? Yes, because uh, amongst uh, 18 chapters, we have two evenings just for question answers mm -hmm. in between. And in mm -hmm. Very good. Yes, thank you. And now is our God brother, Daitya Shafrabu. Uh, that will be the last offering for today. Now comes the big test, whether we get to hear. Mm. We, don't, we don't hear you yet. Uh, now he's making a face of surprise. <laughs> uh, okay, Dom, Dharma Gopta, can you coach him? I think there's some issue with Maharaj with uh, audio settings on his computer, I think. That's because it's repeating for a few weeks now. And Something about his computer. Yes. Okay. You'll have to fly to Argentina to meet him and work it out. <laughs> I should connect remotely and check what's going on there. Oh, well. Yeah, the intention is there. Hare Krishna. <laughs> okay. 
we'll do something, Guru Maharaj. I'll connect to his computer and check. But maybe someone else is presenting. Okay. Okay, well, thank you all uh, again for these nice offerings. And um, yeah, I'm always speechless with these. Mm. Just we like to encourage everyone in carrying on <clears throat> with the practice, the culture, the life of <clears throat> the life of the spirit of Krishna Bhakti and bring Krishna into our lives. Actually, I was quite um, pleased. I must now share something I was pleased about uh, just this morning. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I got an email from one scholar who I've not met directly, but I've read some of his writing and appreciated his writing. And a few weeks ago, he wrote to me um, asking for information uh, regarding someone had told him that I had met a priest who was left-handed. Uh, a priest in India who was left-handed. And he was very interested in this. <laughs> he's doing some research. He's an anthropologist, and he's doing some research on uh, left-handed people in India. Uh, because, I mean, every, everywhere I know, uh, being left-handed is kind of strange, but in India, it's especially it's especially strange, you could say. I always remember, oh, some decades ago, I was, um, I think I was changing money in a bank, and uh, can't remember, was it in Delhi? And I had to, I had to, put my signature and I'm left-handed so I signed left-handed and everybody in the bank <laughs> I mean everyone saw me there were people other people in the same line and they saw me and they were like astonished and they were smiling and grinning and sort of they just thought that was so funny anyway so he's doing this research um so I wrote back and I told him how to contact this one priest. And now he wrote back again, uh, saying he hasn't been able to contact him yet. But then he said, on another topic, I just read your introduction to Ravi Gupta's edited Chaitanya philosophy uh, book and thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm intrigued by something you wrote on page 26 concerning the decentering process that makes it possible to attain the process you previously described in that material. And then in parentheses, a spiritual love and simultaneous acceptance 
of inconceivable difference and oneness, et cetera. I'm interested to know, if you have a moment, what the decentering practices may be. And are they limited only to philosophers, monks, sannyasis, and so forth, or do they include householder devotees? So here's a scholar, and he's, he's inquiring about devotional service, basically. <laughs> I mean, he's pro it's for intellectual reasons, it may be. Uh, but, um, you know, what's my answer going to be? Well, it's the ninefold process of bhakti, and it's for everybody. It's not just for sannyasis and so on. Decentering means putting ourselves on the side and putting Krishna in the middle. That's just kind of fancy, fancy language for that decentering. Excuse me. Anyway, uh, okay, that's my little show and tell. Um, <clears throat> So I think now we can uh, spend some time with the Bhagavatam. And uh, we've been reading about the churning of the milk ocean. And, uh, and we talked about uh, this problem that came up from the churning, namely the the poison and then the solution to the poison uh, was uh, Lord Shiva's very magnanimous volunteering practically. He was requested, but uh, he immediately accepted and he took permission from his wife, from Parvati, from Bhavani, and then he, he drank and it just came into his throat. And we called attention to a detail from Shiva Purana that um, Parvati had apparently quickly grabbed a snake and tied it around his neck to keep the poison from going down further. Not because uh, it would destroy Shiva, but because Shiva would destroy the poison. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> so, in any case, the problem was solved. Um, we also, incidentally, have as a detail that comes at the very end of that episode, uh, we have... Uh, we have what's called an etiological story. An etiology is an explanation, a narrative explanation of why things are the way they are at present. So at the end of chapter seven, verse number, mm, Number 46. Praskanang pibata paner yakinchit jagrihus matat rischikahi vishod vishoshadyo dandasugas 
chaye apare. Scorpions, cobras, poisonous drugs, and other animals whose bites are poisonous took the opportunity to drink whatever little poison had fallen and scattered from Lord Shiva's hand while he was drinking. And Prabhupada's short purport, mosquitoes, jackals, dogs, and other varieties of dandashuka, or animals whose bites are poisonous, drank the poison of the Samudra Mantana, the churned ocean, since it was available after it fell from the palms of Lord Shiva. So it's a little explanation of why these different animals are poisonous. If somebody ever asks, you can say, well, it all goes back to the churning of the ocean of milk, etc. And, and there were some drops of poison. It reminds me of another etiological story dealing with snakes. I was just reading or rereading re uh, from the Mahabharata, and the story of Garuda in order to free his mother, Vinata, from her slavery to her sister, Kadru, was given the task of uh, taking the Amrita from the Devas and giving to the snakes, the sons, sons and daughters, I don't know, of Kadru. So he managed to do this. He managed, because he's Garuda, he's very powerful. He managed to get through all the different obstacles that were set up uh, to protect uh, the uh, vessel of Amrita. And he managed to pick it up and fly and bring it uh, to uh, the, the snakes. But on the way, uh, Lord Indra attacked him with his thunderbolt. <laughs> and it's, it's described that he hardly felt the thunderbolt. He's just flying by and he kind of notices, oh, Indra's trying to, trying to hurt me. And he's, he's kind of looking down and saying, uh, you were trying to do something? There was some problem? What is the problem? Oh, you wanted to stop me. Okay, in that case, here, you can have one of my feathers. <laughs> and, and so Garuda lets one of his feathers drop uh, and Indra is so impressed with Garuda that he says to Garuda, "Why don't we be friends? I'm, you're you're a really great guy, and uh, I'm also a great guy. Why don't we become friends?" 
And Garuda says, yeah, okay. Um, but I do have to take I do have to take this nectar. I know I stole the nectar from you, but I have to take it in order to get my, my mother out of slavery. Um, and Indra says, okay, take it and give to the snakes, but immediately take it back and give it to me. And Garuda says, okay. <laughs> so... Garuda takes it, uh, puts down the pot of nectar before the snakes, and uh, their mother, Kadru, sees this, and she's very happy, and she says, okay, now um, Vinata is free. She no longer is my slave. And Garuda says, okay, now all you snakes, before you drink the nectar, you have to go take bath. And this is also, whichever is anticipating the other, it's going to come up also in the Bhagavatam when the nectar comes uh, churned and um, uh, finally the pot of nectar is there, then then uh, the demons are told, okay, now go take a bath, <laughs> get yourselves ready. So they have to go, and in the meantime, Mohini Murti distributes the nectar to the deva, something like that. The point is that uh, as, they're, as the snakes are taking their bath, of course, Garuda picks up the pot uh, and and flies away with it. The snakes come back, the pot is gone, but there are some drops in the kusha grass which the snakes, where the pot had been set because kusha grass is very auspicious, set it down on the kusha grass. Uh, now they see only a few drops, so they lick those drops and in the process of licking, because kusha grass has sharp edges, uh, they cut their tongues. And in cutting their tongues, their tongues become split. And so this is the explanation uh, of why snakes have forked tongues. Uh, there's a question here from Avadutarai. Vishnu serves others as a master. In Rama Lila, Rama serves the devotees as a friend. In Chaitanya Lila, Lord Chaitanya serves the devotees as a servant. And in Krishna Lila, Krishna serves the devotees as subordinate of the bridge posses. Mm, can I elaborate on this? Answer is not really. <laughs> I've never heard that. I mean, it's something we might think about. Um, it sounds like an echo of a statement that Jiva Goswami makes. 
in uh, Tattva Sandarva about the three ways that the Bhagavatam teaches. Um, and uh, I don't have the Sanskrit at the top of my head, but um, Veda Puranam Kavyam Cha, uh, Prabhur Mitram Priyeva Cha, um, uh, Bodhayantiti I Prahur uh, Trivit Bhagavatam Punaha, something like that. Yeah, the Bhagavatam teaches in three ways, uh, like uh, the Vedas teach uh, like a master, Prabhu. The Puranas teach like a friend, Mitra. And uh, poetry teaches like a beloved, Priya. So separate uh, texts teach in different ways, but the Bhagavatam teaches in all three ways. That's one way the Bhagavatam is appreciated. Anyway, getting back to our story, <laughs> the churning resumes, and uh, there are assorted appearances. There's uh, the uh, the the jewel. Um, which is taken by Lord Vishnu. Uh, the Kostuba, there is Uchaisrava, there's Airavata. Um, and eventually, there is Lakshmi. And when Lakshmi appears, now Lakshmi's appearance is one of several feminine appearances in this pastime. Um, uh, we have uh, the elephants. There are, uh, sorry, Airavata appears along with eight male elephants and eight female elephants. These 16 elephants support the world. And... Uh, so female elephants are there. And uh, now Lakshmi is appearing. And of course, when Lakshmi appears, everyone is attracted to Lakshmi. Uh, and why? Because she's Lakshmi. She is the, um, we can say, the feminine counterpart of uh, the Supreme Lord. And as the Supreme Lord is all attractive, so Lakshmi Devi is also attractive. And everyone wants to be favored by Lakshmi. And so what happens in uh, a few verses, after she is described, her beauty, uh, after she is worshipped and then she is described, then she begins uh, a svayamvara, she takes a garland and she walks among the Gandharvas, the Yakshas, the Asuras, the Siddhas, the Charanas, uh, the Devas. And she examines them all. 
And essentially she finds that they all fall short of her, mm, I won't say expectation because she doesn't expect anything from them, um, but uh, she is affirming what she already knows. I think we have to say like that. She already knows uh, that none of them have qualifications that come anywhere close to the qualifications uh, of Lord Vishnu, of Narayan. So these, these verses I find uh, very charming, starting from verse 20 of chapter 8 in Canto 8. Nu nang tapo yasya namanyu nirjayo the goddess of fortune examining the assembly thought in this way. Someone who has undergone great austerity, has not yet conquered anger, not manu nirjaya. Someone possesses knowledge, but he has not conquered material desires, na sangavarjitam. Someone is a very great personality, Kaschit Mahan. But he cannot conquer lusty desires, Nakama Nirjaya. Even a great personality depends on something else. Sa Ishvara Kim. What sort of Ishvara is this? Parata Vyapashrayaha. Uh, since he, how can he be the supreme controller? Because parata vyapashraya, he is depending on another. So we're we're listening in on uh, Lakshmi Devi reasoning through, so to say, and of course at the same time teaching the difference between between the Lord and uh, all, all living entities. And by this, she's also doing a, what we may call a process of elimination. Uh, how to understand who is the Supreme Lord? Well, one process, it, it process is neti by a process of elimination. Usually we associate neti neti, na iti na iti with the impersonalist uh, process of, uh, rec of seeing everything as maya, as illusion. Uh, Brahman is na iti, it is not this, it is not that. Um, 
Brahman is, uh, of course, beyond Maya. Uh, but we may say we may see a uh, a Vaishnava way of of uh, process of elimination, and that's being given by none other than Lakshmi Devi. So then she says, verse number uh, number twenty one. Dharma kvachit tatra nabhuta sohridam. Tyaga kvachit tatra namukti karanam. Viryam napungso asti ajavega niskritam. Nahi dvitiyo gunasanga varjita. Someone may possess full knowledge of religion, dharma, kvachit, someone, but still not be kind to all living entities, bhuta sohridam. We know sohridam from surit, uh, a dear, dear friend in the heart, suridam sarvadehinam. This is the qualification of Krishna. In someone, whether human or demigod, there may be renunciation, tyaga, but that is not the cause of liberation, na mukti karanam. Karana uh, means cause. Someone may possess great power, viryam, uh, which can also mean heroism, <clears throat> and yet be unable to check the power of eternal time. Na ajavega nishkritam, the vega, the power uh, of aja, that which is not born, nishkrita. Hmm, the destruction, let's see, niskrita. Yeah, no release from the power of time. Um, Someone else may have renounced attachment to the material world, yet he cannot compare to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Nahi dvitiyaha, there is no second one, literally, uh, guna sangha varjita, completely freed from the contamination of the modes of nature. Uh, now, it just now strikes me, this is again, it's, the Bhagavatam is, we understand, is Srila Vyasadeva's commentary on the Vedanta Sutra. And it's also a common, and therefore, because the uh, Brahma Sutra or Vedanta Sutra is a commentary uh, on the Upanishads. So it's a, this makes the Bhagavatam also a commentary on the Upanishads. And the Upanishads, there are these, um, what Shankara, uh, calls mahavakyas these sort of prime prime statements 
through which he wants to interpret all of the other statements and by which he um, sort of tries to prove or de demonstrate his Advaitavada, his non-dualism. So um, it comes up in the Upanishads, this Nadvitiya, there is no, the absolute uh, person is without, or the absolute Brahman is without a second, uh, which is taken to mean, yes, there's only one. Uh, there's one absolute and there's no second. No second means there's no second. Um, however, <laughs> uh, Srila Jiva Goswami explains somewhere in the Shatsandarvas uh, that he gives the analogy of a king. The king is one without a second. It doesn't mean he's all alone doesn't mean he's sitting on the throne and there's absolutely no one else. No, he is the first. And um, he is the first amongst many. And therefore we can say, Nadvitiya, there is no second. So similarly here, it's being said, Nahi Dvitiya, Guna Sangavarjita, there's there's no, uh, there's no one to match. There's no one equal to uh, the Supreme Lord who is uh, free, from, free from the gunas. And the next verse is in a similar, uh, similar style. And it's going to even, she's going to even disqualify Lord Shiva in this in this verse, Kvachit Chirayur Nahi Shilamangalam Kvachit Tat Api Asti Navedyam Ayusha Yatrobayam Kutra Chaso Api Amangalaha Sumangala Kascha Nakangshate Hi Mam. Someone May have long may have longevity, but not have auspiciousness or good behavior. Chirayuhu means longevity. Shila means um, good behavior. Mangalam auspiciousness. So someone may live very long, but they're not showing good behavior, they're not auspicious. Someone may have both auspiciousness and good behavior, but the duration of his life is not fixed. Kvachitta tat api asti navedyam ayusha. Ayusha, of course, means uh, also longevity. But here it means the duration of life mm. is not vedyam, not to be known. Although such demigods as Lord Shiva have eternal life, they have inauspicious habits like living in crematoriums. <laughs> Yatra ubayam. 
Kutraha, Kutra, um, Chasa Api Amangala. Okay, uh, this is a little indirect. Um, they may have both of these qualities, Ubayam. But Kutra, where is that person uh, who is com uh, who is not in all respects Amangala? Uh, and then Prabhupada is uh, giving as a purport within the within the translation, like Lord Shiva who lives in cremation grounds. This is likely from one of the commentaries. Um, and then sumangala kascha na kangshate himam. Even if others are well qualified in all respects, they are not devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, which is his way of translating, I don't desire them. Uh, or they desire me, but they don't desire the Lord. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Nakangshate, kascha someone, nakangshate imam, who is there who does not desire me? In other words, not desiring the, they're desiring me, but they're not desiring the Lord. This, of course, is a theme that Srila Prabhupada talks about a lot, especially when he's talking, uh, discussing Ramalila, the um, the stealing away by Ravana of Sita. Um, Prabhupada would often extend and say, today, nowadays, uh, there are so many Ravanas who want to enjoy Sita for themselves, but Sita belongs to Rama. And of course, Lakshmi belongs to Narayana. And uh, Shimati Radharani belongs to Krishna and so on. And we might well say that uh, this is this is the one of the, if not the most uh, biggest misunderstanding or failure of understanding in the world. Whether people are religious or not religious or somewhere in between or anti-religious, uh, this understanding is missing, that there is the Lord, there is his eternal consort and they belong together uh, um, everyone uh, forgets as they try to enjoy Lakshmi that Lakshmi is also known as Chanchala uh, and Chanchala means here today gone tomorrow uh, this is the nature of Lakshmi when she is separated from the Lord. But when she is with the Lord, then everything is very nice. 
The whole world could be saved from one day to the next, isn't it? If people would appreciate this simple point. So then Shukadev Goswami continues in this way after full deliberation, vim, vimrishya, uh, evam vimrishya avyavichari satkunair. After full deliberation, the goddess of fortune accepted Mukunda as her husband because although he is independent and not in want of her, he possesses all transcendental qualities and mystic powers and is therefore the most desirable. Varam nija eka ashrayataya agunashrayam vavre varam sarvagunair apekshitam rama mukundam nirapeksham ipsitam Nirapeksham, the Lord is, in his word-for-word, word, Prabhupada says, although he did not wait for her. Uh, <clears throat> so Narayan was not anxious uh, to have Lakshmi, and that's also his qualification. Unlike everyone else who wants to have Lakshmi, he is one of the six opulences of, uh, of the Lord is renunciation. Aishvaryasya samagrasya viryasya yashasashriya jnana vairagya yoschaiva sanambhaga itingana. So she's attracted to him, one reason being not that he's uh, indifferent to Lakshmi, but he is not hankering for her in the same way uh, as, uh, as everyone else is. Uh, let's see, there's some questions maybe I should attend to here. <laughs> mm. Okay, let's see. Dira Lalita is asking, how do we understand the presence of snakes in Vaishnava philosophy? Snakes represent envy, but yet Ananda Shesha serves as a bed for Lord Vishnu and helps distraction, destruction, distraction, uh, destruction of the universe. Yes, Ananda Shesha uh, is, is interesting. I would just put it like this, that uh, the Lord engages everyone in his, in his service. Um, and he includes also, and therefore he includes uh, Ananta Shesha. Ananta Shesha, we understand, is an expansion of Balaram or Baladeva. And so this characterization of snakes as envious is not, it's not universal. And actually, I, this is also there in Mahabharata, it's very striking. Um, the snakes 
of Kadru, the, the sons of Kadru, or sons and daughters, I don't think it distinguishes, it just says snakes, were cursed by Kadru. And I don't remember why they were cursed, but they were cursed. And they realized that uh, we're going to be destroyed. And that destruction comes in the form uh, of Chanamejaya's snake sacrifice. But before this sacrifice takes place, the snakes are discussing amongst themselves how to avoid or how to counteract the curse. And they consider various options and they, they consider that these options are not according to Dharma. <laughs> said, no, we can't do that. That's not, I don't remember the ideas they had. They did a brainstorming session and they had two or three ideas. And then they were saying, no, no, this is not proper. <laughs> it's not according to Dharma. And then they learn that, um, or that they are told that um, they're going to pre be protected um, by higher arrangement, by dharma. And they don't need to do anything themselves. It's going to happen. And so this leads into the story of the sage. Astika. Um, Astika is born specifically for this purpose in order to uh, stop the, uh, the snake sacrifice of Janamejaya. Uh, he approaches Janamejaya as he's performing the yagya um, to beg for a, for a boon, for a blessing. And Janamejaya, just like Bali Maharaj, wants to, wants to give him whatever he wants. And the priests are saying, wait, 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 don't ask him what he wants until we finish the sacrifice. And Janamejaya is saying, no, but we should really, you know, we should give what he wants. No, no, let's do the, fin let's finish. <clears throat> so it ends up being sort of simultaneous. And, uh, and Astika says, uh, Janamejaya asks him, what do you want? And he says, I want you to stop this sacrifice. <laughs> I want that Takshaka not be, uh, victim of your sacrifice. And Janamejaya is happy uh, to oblige. He doesn't say, oh no, please, something else. Uh, I need to kill all the snakes. He's actually happy. Um, he's in this charitable mood. And therefore, and therefore, there are snakes in the world. Um, so, and they are not all envious. As we know, they're not all um, they're not all poisonous. There are non-poisonous snakes. And these non-poisonous snakes are actually very valuable in uh, ecological terms. They keep help keep um, balance of things, as do the poisonous snakes. Okay, uh, is that all right? Yes, thank you very much, Guru Maharaj. 
Thank you. Okay, much. you're also asking about Harinam in glorification of the Lord in higher planets and in Goloka Dham. Well, in Goloka, it's all glorification, right? Um, do they chant Hare Krishna? Well, there's Goloka and there's, uh, there's Shvetadvip. And as I understand, Shvetadvip, isn't that explained in the Rama Samhita and Jiva Goswami's uh, commentary that um, this is the place of Goranga Mahaprabhu and his associates. Mm. So don't worry, you can chant Hare Krishna also in the spiritual world. <laughs> Thank you very much. I apologize if the question wasn't good. No, it's all right. And Nar uh, Narada Muni is, isn't it? He's doing Sankirtan uh, with these Gandharvas but he's singing some mundane, um, I don't know, cinema songs, and that gets him in trouble. But I think it's mentioned Sankirtan. Yes, uh, Avaduta Raya is mentioned, quotes Prabhupada, and those who like to take Lakshmi money for themselves, they are like Ravanas. <clears throat> Narayan can be without Lakshmi, but can Krishna be without Radha? I doubt it. Well, yes and no, of course. That's, um, that's another subject. But he does leave Vrindavan and goes to Mathura. Or does he leave Vrindavan? <laughs> does he actually leave Vrindavan? No, he never leaves Vrindavan. But then again... There's a sense that he does leave. Pandava asks, um, are there any sources of how to talk to Shaivites about the supremacy of Vishnu and Krishna? There's nothing like it in Chaitanya Charitamrita or Chaitanya Bhagavat. Lord Chaitanya talked to many believers but didn't teach followers of Lord Shiva uh, would you comment, please? Um, well, there is a question of orientation of faith. I would just say, uh, I would just point them to the Bhagavatam and, sh and show them that uh, in the Bhagavatam, Lord Shiva is recognized as practically speaking non-different from uh, Vishnu or Krishna. It's said, in fact, it's in these prayers to Lord Shiva uh, that he drink the poison that that Lord Sh uh, Vishnu becomes Shiva when he interacts with the material world. So you could take like that. Um, I mean, I don't think you'll find anything where, see, the thing is you won't find anything outside of the tradition, uh, which is somehow neutral and sort of uh, makes some judgment. So you have the Shaivites, you have the Vaishnavas. The Shaivites have their literature. The Vaishnavas have their literature. Uh, the basic argument of the Vaishnavas for Krishna being supreme 
is that he shows uh, above all his sweetness, uh, the, the list of qualities are there. The Shaivites might have a similar list, which they argue for as demonstrating that Shiva is supreme. I don't know. Uh, but I would say in a similar way as mm, Srila Prabhupada would sometimes say, we don't have any argument with those who say that Vishnu is uh, the original form of the Lord. It, uh, although we, as followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, understand that Krishna is the original form of the Lord, from whom Vishnu expands, through whom Krishna appears in the world. In a similar way, we may want to uh, not argue with the Shaivites, but say, okay, um, we also appreciate uh, Lord Shiva, and we also want to have his blessings. And for ourselves, we see him as servant of Vishnu, of Krishna. So I don't, I guess my question would be, is it necessary to argue with them? Or can we just appreciate them? You can also have them read Chaitanya Charitamrita when, Vish, when sorry, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu visits South India. He's, he, there's a passage, it's mentioned that he meets Lord Shiva. And it's said that they have uh, some secret conversations. Wouldn't it be nice to know what they were speaking? Um, and it's also mentioned that he would sometimes visit uh, temples of Lord Shiva. So he is also honoring. So there's a kind of back and forth. Lord Rama, when he returns from Lanka, um, I don't know if it's in the um, I don't know if it's in the Valmiki Ramayana, but the tradition is there that uh, he came back um, when he returned. He worshipped a linga of Lord Shiva, and that linga is uh, the linga of Rameshwaram, the big temple, which is uh, just on the coast there. And Sugopi Tungavidya, how do we, as Gaudiya Vaishnavas, <clears throat> worshippers of gopis, particularly Radharani, regard Lakshmi Devi's position, uh, like worshipping her in India, everyone worships Lakshmi Devi during Diwali. Yes, I've seen also, um, when I was doing the research on the Radharaman Temple, I was there during Diwali in 2001. And I saw that on that day when Lakshmi is worshipped, they, uh, they set up a small shrine for Lakshmi Devi uh, on the, um, what is it called, the, uh, the, sta the stage before the before the altar, <clears throat> and uh, they had some worship there. Um, I would put, I would say like that, this is the general 
understanding. Gaudiya Vaishnavas uh, will worship Lakshmi during Diwali. Why not? Um, actually, they 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 worship Lakshmi and they invite a Lakshmi to leave. A Lakshmi is the sister of Lakshmi, and uh, the way they invite Alakshmi to depart is they clean the house very thoroughly, clean the house, clean the temple, everything squeaky clean. And I don't know if there's any ritual for inviting her to leave, but uh, the cleaning especially is inviting her to go. And then Lakshmi is welcomed on that occasion. Otherwise, in general, we understand, uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavas understand, it's in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Devi, uh, Krishna Mayi Prokta Radhika Paradevata, Sarva Lakshmi Mayi Sarva Kanti San Mohini Para, that uh, Shimati Radha, Radharani, is the the source of all, um, all the Lakshmis, all, all feminine divinities, we can say, are expansions of Shiradha. That's my understanding. And Kavichandra is saying, but sometimes we forget about Lakshmi. Like devotees say, oh, you have deity of Narasingadev, but there is also Lakshmi there or Prahlad. How is it? Um, yeah, it's to be understood that wherever there is the Lord, Lakshmi is also present one way or another. When we had the installation of Prahlad Narasingadev in Germany, in 1980, was it 83? Nandi Mukhi knows. 82, Guru Maharaj. Was it 82? Okay. Um, so, Gorakeshava Prabhu, he led the installation. And he was, he was a bit concerned. He said, you know... Um, we, we don't have any murti of Lakshmi. This is, this is not, not good. <laughs> Lakshmi must also be there. So what to do? So he, he's always able to find uh, a workaround. I saw that in, in many, not many, but some instances. He said, okay, no problem. So before, at a certain point in the, uh, in the process of installation before uh, before the Abhishek and before the uh, opening of the eyes and yeah, before several procedures, he made a mark on the on the chest uh, of Nursingadev as Srivatsa. Shri Vatsa, Shri refers to Lakshmi and Vatsa um, refers to this mark. 
<clears throat> on the Lord. So in this way, he said, the Lord is present, no problem. I'm sorry, Lakshmi, Lakshmi Devi is present. So everything is uh, complete. Mm. Now, mm. okay, that's kind of what comes to my mind at that point. Yeah, so we, anyway, in, in uh, Singachalam, we now have a Lakshmi deity. Uh, actually, it was several, several years later, uh, the Utsav Murti was installed together with a small Prahlad and a small Lakshmi, again, by Gorakeshava Prabhu, <laughs> again, in a very grand way. So, so at least in Singachalam, we don't forget Lakshmi. She is, she is always there. Um, yes, and in the eighth canto, Pandava says, uh, seeing Mo Mohini Murti, Lord Shiva admits he meditates about Vishnu. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, and, oh, and Mandali tells us this in, second installation was in 1999. Okay, thank you. Yes, uh, to this last point of Dira Lalita, can you please come on uh, and say something about Avaduta Priya's condition? Yes, Grimaraj. Um, I saw her yesterday. Um, Avaduta Priya is our god sister and she's, she has COVID. Um, um, some type, new types called SARS, COVID, South African virus um, that attacks um, organs which are have been already weak in the body so that's how it acts the virus so our god sister has a few issues health issues from before she got discovered and um, two, day, two days ago she was she was better cheerful but uh, yesterday evening um, she was really, really ill. Uh, she hardly could walk, and um, and I was really, um, I am worried myself. But uh, I would ask you, all of you, if you have her number or something, she'll be very happy if you get in touch with her. If she doesn't answer, don't worry. It means that she's resting under the medication. But uh, when she is a little bit better, she will get back to you. And it's just that she feels that. She's not alone. I mean, she lives alone, um, and and no one can cannot go inside the flat, obviously. And she said almost all the people in that building where she lives are all infected. And even she wow. told me just stay away, because I've offered to go inside the flat and maybe disinfect things and clean up and you know, but she said do not come in yet, as yet. Yeah. yeah. So if you keep her in your prayers and uh, send her some maybe cheerful, uh, positive, um, positive energy, um, warm words with love. She would appreciate that very much. Mm. Yes, prayers for Avaduta Priya. She is uh, 
I know she has very high blood pressure and this is uh, one of the problems with this condition. Can be very dangerous. I think her migraine yesterday was very bad. So she took very um, a strong painkiller that affected her stomach and that triggered the vomiting again. So um, she's struggling a little bit now, but uh, uh, Dr. Radha Radia um, very kindly gives us guidance and uh, in how, how she should take care of her health. Mm -hmm. And thank you for your care for her. <clears throat> well, she's a long time friend and she's a wonderful devotee and I love her dearly. So mm -hmm. this is a little something that um, can help her now that she doesn't have to think about cooking and at least maintaining her body in that way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very happy to help. Yes. Thank okay. you so much. So, um, yeah. So we will meet again next week. Uh, during this whole next week, I am um, teaching Bhagavatam for the Mayapur uh, Institute of Higher Education. So I'm going to be a bit busy with that. Uh, tomorrow, I have my final session of eight sessions that I've been teaching over the last eight weeks for the Bhaktivedanta Research Institute, a course on uh, research skills for post graduate students. And uh, so that's coming to an end, but other things are coming up. <laughs> and in any case, we wish you all a wonderful week. Keep yourselves well, keep, keep safe and uh, chant and be happy. Okay, and thank you all for joining us. Uh, I should say again, for those who came later, we, we didn't have a session last week because it was impractical to have two programs on the same day. We had this memorial service for Venkatabhata, which some of you attended. It was uh, really very nice. Uh, for me personally, it was... Uh, I would say very pacifying and purifying. Okay, so from China all the way to Argent, from Beijing all the way to Buenos Aires and um, uh, to uh, Mendoza and south of Mendoza. Daitiesha is south of Mendoza. I will say, wishing you all the best for this week. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda ki jai, Gora Premanande Hari Hari Bo. Thank you, Gopi. Thank you, Krishna. Jai. 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 Jai.